0: Jesus comes to reaffirm. God's remarkable consistency through the Old Testament was, I want your heart, I want your heart, I want your heart and soul, I want your heart and soul soul completely devoted to me. Jesus comes as God in human flesh. And let's turn to Matthew 6. Because Jesus consistently reaffirms And that's the context. Don't just take Matthew 6 like it just drops out of like a snowflake out of the sky. It's just a remarkable consistent message starting with God speaking through the Old Testament and revealing himself and then he reveals himself in human flesh as God the Son. And Christ consistently continues the Father's desire that we come with all of our heart. And, and I'll just read through these quickly. Matthew six thirty three, But seek ye first. First. That, that word describes foremost at the front, at the top, chronologically before everything else, in priority higher, foremost. That's what he wants. Seek above everything else, God's rule in your life and his righteousness. So Jesus, bingo, he summarizes the Old Testament. Now look at 1037. Because what he says is that when you do this, look what will happen. I've come to set, 1037, a a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man against his enemies will be those of his own house. Verse 37, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And what the Lord says is, God is on the top shelf. Everything else in life, father, mother, son, daughter, wife, everything else, career, everything else is beneath that. And it's such a quantum high shelf that everything else pales and seems like you don't even love them. Do you know how many parents stand in the way of their children really following the Lord because the parents don't want them to have this overarching supremacy of loving the Lord their God with all their heart? They want it to be a token. They want them to just come to church when you're supposed to go to church and act, you know, good around Christian friends but party all you want. But just, see, that's not Christianity. Christianity is the radical transformation that makes everything else Verse 37, if you love your father and mother more than me, you're not worthy of me. I am supreme. Now go to Luke 9, 23. By the way, can you believe Jesus said all this? And, and as he was saying it, the crowds were going like this in, in attendance. It got toward, by the time we get to, to the middle of Luke, it says the people were trampling, trampling and tromping on each other because there were such immense, in fact, The scriptures use three different levels. First, there were big crowds. Then there were massive crowds. Then there were uncountable crowds. There are three different levels that the Gospels record. What I wonder is, were they listening? Because finally, the crest of Christ's ministry is in John chapter 6. And Jesus looked at them and said, you can't be my disciple if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood. In other words, you have, to, you have to partake of me. This is not association, it's personal. And in that context, look at Luke 9. Because this is what Jesus was saying. Luke 9, whoop, let me turn the page to 23. And he said to them all, this is when the crowds are crawling on each other. If you want to come after me, You all are here for the meal, but if you want to keep coming after me, let him deny himself. You have to renounce yourself. See, we were all born with self at the top of our list. And God was, you know, when needed, you know, if needed. And we piled in everything in between. And God says, you must renounce that, and if you want to really follow me, verse 23, deny yourself, take up your cross daily, which means you've got you to gotta resist the constant desire to get back at the top of the list, and follow me, whoever desires to save his life. We were all born wanting to save and hold on to our pile of stuff that we had piled up. And God was down there, but, you know, distant. But he says, if you renounce yourself and follow me, you will, you will, if you just try and save your life, you'll lose it, verse 24 says. But if you lose your life, if, if we want Christ, look, look what it says, if you lose your life, if you, if you say, I count it all but loss for Christ's sake, you'll save it. For what profit? Is it to a man, verse 25, if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? Keep going to 14. It says the same thing. Uh, turn over Luke 14, uh, starting verse 26. He kind of repeats, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and has his mom calling the church office and saying, what's wrong with my child? And his uh, wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life, he can't be my disciple. That's, did you know people by chapter 14, they were standing out there and they went, what did he just say? And the crowds diminished. And it says in John six sixty six that most of his followers stop, stopped following him. They started finally hearing what he was asking for. Verse 27, he who doesn't bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Look at verse 33. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has. This is not the vow of chastity, poverty, and whatever. This is Christianity presented by Jesus Christ. Disciple equals being saved. We already covered that many months ago. Every instance, disciples were those who were following and learning from Christ. He said, if you want to be born again, you have got to respond to my call and continue seeking me to be first. And, and we could go through this, but the bottom line how we got to this is, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, is me asking God in the circle where I stand to control me.